0: Set yourself a New Year goal, they said. It'll be fun.
1: (sighs) Perhaps swimming in the Irish Sea wasn't such a good idea. Set a more achievable goal, like taking control of your finances, with personalised money insights in the Bank of Ireland app. It'll help keep track of your spending, like changes to bills, or you might have too many subscriptions.
0: See your tailored money insights, because your financial well-being is our priority. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Great. There goes my towel. The Left Wing, brought to you by Bank of Ireland. A proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Never stop competing. If they were, O'Driscoll,
2: Forgan, extra man, it's Fitzgerald. Oh, Fitzgerald is coming back inside! <laughs>
1: Leicester have another!
2: Darcy, O'Driscoll oh. through the legs, Rob Carney, out of Fitzgerald again, Step
1: Four, hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's rugby podcast. I'm Will Slattery, delighted to be joined in studio as always by Luke Fitzgerald for the first podcast of 2020 and by Irish Independence Keen Tracy. Keane, hello. How
0: are you lads? Happy New Year.
1: Yeah, happy New Year to you. Thanks for coming in.
0: Yeah, refreshed and ready to go again. Rejuvenated, refreshed. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, firing on all cylinders after a nice break. Um, and it was a nice break for some of the provinces keen over Christmas, but less so for others, I guess. It was it was a bit of a mix. Leinster, obviously, you know, with three wins from three. The happiest Ulster, though, not far off with two mm. out of three. Your bets?
2: Your bets looking pretty good, Will.
1: I know. It's Have you the, noticed a, a lot it's a the talk. A bit of yeah. It's getting so much traction oh, now.
2: 14. But no one's mentioning my name. Like, Leinster <laughs> getting all the, the
1: publicity. Yeah. Should it not be like a kind of a joint... Kind adventure
2: I think I read it like twice (laughs) or three times like could they I was like that's that was Will I was your sure Will was the first I guy I was there. at
0: the Lens for press conference yesterday and it was the talk the of, talk the, of it. the talk of the Leinster yeah. press conference so yeah. the lead wi- left wing continues to spread, yeah. it, spread it to oh, me oh that's all Will as long as I get some
2: as long well. as
1: if Leinster do do it like Leo Cole mentions <laughs> me or one of the players the or Johnny steaks. Sexton for driving the team on you know <laughs> by motivating them into doing it but they have your words pinned up the dressing room uh. wall. we have to do it for Will yeah well and the money I might make when they do uh, when they do achieve it as well the 625 euro I might be in line
2: to be, yeah, yeah,
1: I don't think they'd be too happy now. Um, yeah. but yeah, like obviously Leinster King going well, but Munster and are more of a mixed uh period. Like, I'll let you decide which province we we kick off with. Um, I know you broke the news yesterday that Joey Carberry has suffered another injury, mm. so you know, I don't know if I'm leading you towards that <laughs> starting with Munster. Yeah, it's it's terrible, like, isn't it? I mean, it's it's terrible
0: for Munster, you know, what they've got this weekend. It's terrible for Ireland because you felt like you know, Joey Carberry could have started fresh under any Farrell, but. It's terrible for Joey Carberry himself and it's really hard not to feel for the guy. Um, you know, you see the outrage of supporters on Twitter like, and there's all sorts of comments being thrown around, which I think is so unfair and a guy who, you know, I think by the sounds of it, it's just another freak injury. Now, in, fair enough, he's su- suffering. A lot of them, he is quite injury prone. But this is a guy who made a big move from Leinster, you know, down to Munster, you know, wanted to be the main man. The move hasn't worked out at all so far but through no fault of his own by, by getting injured it leaves Munster in a very tricky position going to, to racing this weekend. The talk is that Johnny Sexton will be fit for the Six Nations opener against Scotland. Leinster said yesterday that he won't play in the next uh, two Champions Cup games so if he is fit, that means he's going to go into it with what haven't not having played since December seventh against Northampton. Now, he has done that before, like it's nothing new to him, but if you if if a fit Carberry had been there, you feel like it would have been kind of a nice way to ease him back into it. You don't have to rush Johnny Sexton back. And then the flip side of it all is the door opens for Ross Byrne, who had a very good interpro series. Um He's playing super stuff. I think, you know, a lot of talk has been about John Cooney and how he has bounced back from, you know, his World Cup disappointment. But I think Ross Byrne is another guy who's gone back to Leinster and I think he's playing playing better than ever. So yeah, look, there's a lot of ramifications for the Joey Carberry injury, but I just can't help but feel really gutted for for him more than more than anyone.
1: Yeah, you've been in that position where like you get an injury, come back from it and then get another one. It can be related or unrelated. Like mentally, how difficult is that? Like you put yourself in Joey Carberry's shoes. Uh,
2: yeah, look, it's really frustrating. Um, they're hard things to control as well. Like, I mean, um, you know, I do I do feel like he's still a very he's a kind of a slight guy, you know, Um and i always worried about him playing in the front line because I think there's more contact. And it kind of brings me back to my always the point I make about we he should be fullback, you know. Um, and um, look, that might not help this kind of injury. Like, I mean, look, sometimes you just get an unlucky run um, and it looks like that's what it is. It's not down to him playing out half or anything like that. But I suppose it brings me back to the point about it being such a big loss for Munster because it's a more pivotal position and you need someone who's there consistently. The team really suffers when you don't have your 10, your 9 and your 10 particularly. And Munster have had some challenges with that the last year or two. We We'd obviously Conor Murray's, you know, back in good form, I think. And, um, you know, some challenges behind the pack and the team's not faring. But those two guys have been out for the last year or two, you know. So we probably are being a little bit harsh on them because they're the life beat. They're the kind of, uh, the, the tempo for the team. And they really give you a little bit of consistency, allow you to perform consistently as well. And to, I think, get even, like, it, it becomes really hard to even implement a really kind of strict and, <coughs> and, and kind of consistent game plan and then build on that with kind of the more fancy stuff because you don't have your key guys there. So it's really tough for him and it's really tough for the province. He's just got to stay the course now, you know, and he's got to figure out if there's something that he can do to help some of these things um or if it's just playing bad luck and just got to get himself back as quickly as he can, you know, but um it does throw up some interesting talking points and it certainly is a very challenging period for Munster now. I mean, I think the season looks like um, you know, it'll be under a little bit of pressure actually if they don't get a result against uh, against racing and that looks highly unlikely to me um, given the performance. Particularly the Ravenhill one I think was particularly um, worry worrisome.
1: Yeah, it's interesting we were talking before Aaron Keane about what they should do without half this weekend if J.J. Hannon is 50-50 mm-hmm. do you risk him against racing because you know, it's a game where if J.J. goes out say like Joey Carvey did against Edinburgh in the quarterfinal last year and aggravate a hamstring injury and then miss six, seven weeks like serious ramifications for their league campaign which could become more important in terms of getting that European seed for next season where you have a couple of big uh, stars coming in. So, Munster will always prioritise Europe obviously that's their pedigree and that's what they're so good at traditionally but you have to be a bit pragmatic don't you as well sometimes
0: yeah it's such a good point
1: Um, you know JJ Henry. it's a hamstring injury you're talking
0: about going to the U Arena you know artificial surface it's much tougher on the legs and you know hamstrings are so you know they can just go at any time especially if if he's been carrying it so I think you're right I think if JJ Henry is 50-50 Munster have to look at the long game here Um, they have options and you know Rory Scannell could play there is actually looking at it just for a came in he last started a game at 10 against the dragons december 6th 2015 mm. that's a long 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 <laughs> time yeah. ago i know he played there in school as well but your other option is ben healy um Who's played once this season is in the academy. You know he's playing for the Irish. They 20s. like him, okay, don't they? Yeah, they, they they like him, but I mean he should have been playing mean, against Racing now in your... D- d- in like, well, like, you just
2: gotta play,
1: like, yeah,
0: but,
2: at but, some but, stage you gotta play these d- guys.
0: D- but, like, but that that's exactly the point, Luke. He should have, like in my opinion, he should have been playing more. You know, over the festive period, I know Hindsight is great, but this guy has only played once. We're in a World Cup year where chances should have been more. Chances should have been available, yeah. to him. And I think that that's you know that's really poor. I think management is that a guy like this who you look at what Lenser do do. Geirn Frawley Harry Byrne even coming in this season they're juggling a lot more resources with less injury problems than Munster has. I think that's a bit
1: harsh on Healy like you know they wanted to get game time into playing Alan Hanrahan you know, guys who hadn't played like huge amounts of rugby themselves so I think it's a it's easy to say that now when they've you know, Blaine will pick up another neck voices, injury, yeah. and then Hannerhön's gone down, and carby has gone down again. I think it's a bit harsh on them to say Healy should have played a huge amount more no, than he has. Yeah, maybe no, one or two. Yeah, more one, or one or two, two more. more. Maybe, sorry, I, sorry, maybe, I don't but he's, you he's only put
2: him on for 10-15 minutes more regularly. Exactly, and he's he's been the twi- feel for it, he's
0: been the twenty fourth man in a few games, um, which is all well and good being around the squad. But like you said, going to racing is is a totally different matter. And yeah, I don't mean to be like Captain Hindsight in that. Oh, he should have played loads of games. But I mean, he's played once. I think one or two more games couldn't have hurt it. I mean, he's a really, really talented player. He played played a lot in the AIL with Gary Owen. He captained Glenn Stahl to their first uh, Senior Cup in 2018. But like all that's well and good. He was behind Harry Byrne in the, for the Irish 20s. And while he started the last two games of the Six Nations when they won the Grand Slam, Noel McNamara reverted back and got Jake Flannery from fullback into out half, you know, and Ben Healy didn't start then. So um, it's a big ask to, to put him in. Um, Personally, I'd be probably looking at if Jay, if they're not going to risk JJ, would they start Rory Scannell? But then that has a knock-on effect because it, it imbalances the centre. Now, Chris Farrell coming back will be huge. CJ Standard, Jean Klein coming back. But it's kind of, do you play Farrell 12 or 13 and do you play Dan Goggin or Sammy Arnold who neither, like Dan Goggin has been playing decent, but I think like the level that you're talking about asking these players to go up, I think it's proved over the last uh, few weeks with Munster that some of them just aren't up to the level.
2: Just big statement, yeah. James. I don't, I, don't I, I, can't say I completely disagree either. Um, you know, at some point, and I think away from home, particularly is kind of where you, I think where you define yourself as a as a as a player. You know, I mean, playing, getting up for a game in Thomond Park is pretty easy. Um, you know, they usually have their tails up there, the crowds behind them. Um, you know, they're they're difficult to beat there. That's an easier place to play well, but up in Ravenhill is a difficult place to play, and there was lots of. I just thought really sloppy stuff, like I can't—I couldn't remember how many times the wingers got tackled into touch, like really basic stuff, you know. Uh, now I don't mind someone taking a chance every now and then, but when your team is under pressure, that's not the time for the miracle. Goggins went to steamroll
1: Stockdale and got done.
2: But know, Stockdale's about yeah. six foot five. Yeah. Like if you run straight at him, like it's going to be—you're not going to bully the guy that way. Like you look, I get it. You can move him around. He's not a good defender, um, but. Like Jesus, you can't. You have to give your team a, a chance to get low and drive back into the middle of the pitch um, and, and help them retain the ball because um, they actually look good for, for for some periods of it. I know they had some like I would question some of the decision making, but that was a real like I was really surprised that none of the wingers put grubbers down the touchline. Like really tried to help out in the kicking game anywhere or create any kind of indecision or doubt. Um, you know, in the backfield for, for Ulster, even when they were chasing the game, it's still a very good option. So those two things, I think, from the wide players were concerning. Um, you know, and to 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 get back to the quality of players, like they they did not look up to the level. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, there were basic decisions that really didn't help the team out when they needed a dig out. You know, you probably have between, I'm going to say, ten and twenty touches on the wing, uh, depending on the, uh, maybe maybe twenty five in a, in a, in a game. they have to be good ones, you know, because they're kind of crucial ones for the team. And I didn't think that, I thought that that particularly looked uh, worry, worrisome to me. I also felt that the defense was poor, like was so poor. So, so poor, you know. I thought, like, some of the tries that that, that uh, Ulster ran in were, like, very, very poor. And made McCluskey un- look very
1: good. That's his highlight reel for the season.
2: Yeah, but well, look, McCluskey's actually yeah. been playing very well anyway. Um, so I wasn't surprised that he's been playing well. But I they, they did make him look extremely good. And, you know, they were finding massive holes in the middle of the pitch. So Munster looked like they have lots of challenges. And to, to come back to Keane's original point was... Like, are there enough guys that are up to the standard? Um, you know, I, I would, I would say I'm probably leaning towards no at the moment. Um, they really need to have a good look at themselves, and this is a chance for them to, to. This weekend, it could be the best opportunity for them to do that. But it just looks like it's coming at a bad, bad time for them with some key guys I, out.
0: I, I think they're being let, like in some some cases, they're being let down by you know senior players who, who, and a lot, lot of guys in fairness who've been brought in. I mean, not the single individuals out, but I mean, you look at like Leinster's uh, overseas players. Scott Fardy who comes in and like is sensational and like he sets the standards for the younger players I know Marcel Casilla didn't play against Munster but he does the same during the Six Nations windows Munster have someone like Arno Bota who's played for the Springboks who I'm sorry but he just doesn't offer that to you Um, Chris Kalite, you know is there as well I'm not sure what he offers you either like except gives away penalties every time he's brought on Uh, so I think Munster like the coaching staff are being let down I think by certain individuals who could be doing more and the same with the Irish guys who came back—they didn't cover themselves in glory, but you know they're probably a bit rusty. They've had the last two weeks off. But just go back to Luke's point. Of, like when when I look at Munster now, I, I feel like they're caught between two stools in trying to play. You know the wings that Stephen Larkin wants them to get the ball wide. But they're kind of forgetting that you know you have to win the collisions to get the ball wide in the first place. And Ulster like they made Ulster look like sensational. And Ulster like we should caveat all this by Ulster were absolutely brilliant, but Munster made them look far better than what they were because they were losing collisions in midfield and were forgetting that that's a key part of actually getting earning the right to go wide.
1: Yeah, like I, just on the coaching element and the, the style of play and green caught. Like Van Gaan said it after the game. I think I saw the quotes in your piece when he he did make the point and it's fair. That, like, you know, in a World Cup year, it's just a truncated build up. Like, Larkin has had very little time with the core of the team to implement any way he really wants to play. Like, he, the the guys only came back, you know, ready to play in November, whenever it was. He himself came in quite late in pre season. Graham Rouchie only came in after the World Cup as well. So, it's kind of, I wouldn't say a lost year, but in terms of developing that new style that Munster fans want to see, it is in a way because, like, they're not getting that much pitch time. Is, is that, they want to see them win. Yeah.
2: I don't think Munster watched like like they, they they had some fairly in terms of real eye-catching rugby they've had that I don't really think that's been the style for, for quite a while it, would, it certainly wasn't the style when they were successful so I think they want to be around a team that you know is up for the fight um, is you know cohesive looks like they have a, a plan a plan that'll work that'll you know help them win like the team hasn't won like that, that's the big problem for me it's like, whether they want to play, I don't know if they want to see expansive rugby or not. Like, who cares if you lose, to be honest?
1: Um, they need to play a, a well, style. The, cri- that suits the them. criticism last year was that the style they were playing was getting them to a certain point, but to get to a to to win trophies ultimately they would need a, a slightly more Yeah, varied, and they do need to do yeah. that. Like, but I think like in varied
2: like I, I think like there was a huge <laughs> amount of focus on what has been a real strength for their, for for Ireland and for Munster, which was Conor Murray's box kicking. That I think teams have probably figured out to a certain extent because they did it, they just overdid it. Well anytime they lost momentum, that's what they went to. But I looked at the game the last, and I mentioned the grubbers down the touchline, or I mentioned, like, there was, there was very little, like, really, there's no real quality kicking coming from anyone around the middle of the pitch, in behind people. There's no one else taking pressure off, you know, the likes of Conor Murray. And varying up the game, yes, playing wide, it, that's good for that. But also, if you're playing wide and they're marking up, and most teams are loading up the front part of the pitch, it's a great opportunity to kick from out wide. I'm just—I just see no one doing it, you know. And I think, you know, Munster are struggling to get momentum at the moment. That's a great way of helping because it ends up, you know, people end up saying, "Well, maybe, I, I like, you know, I know that grubber's on. I might hang off a little bit more. I might give my winger that little bit of support because I know that they're a threat out wide to kick in behind me. Um, and what that'll do to the to, to the winger and the opposition team, you know, if you if you get that, you know, if you have a few good ones, is it means he gets a little bit uncertain about it. do I have the support outside? Maybe I can't jam in on that second last guy. Maybe I have to hold off a little bit. It buys you. A little bit of space so in in talking about you know uh, I suppose adding a few things to their game that's something that I've noticed and I think that's something that would help them but there's lots of things like that that like I think Keen mentioned it as well like going wide you do have to earn the right uh, sometimes on the inside and I complained I've had at Munster the last couple of years it's against a lot of teams in Tormund and against teams weaker teams, they just kind of can barrel through them and bully them mm-hmm. through the middle. But they they do play very little amongst each other and they don't do it very well. I think the forwards, the passing amongst the forwards, is another thing that they need to add something in there. there needs to be a little bit of variety rather than just trying to hit and smash through people.
1: That'll help them win more collisions in that yeah, area and it'll make saying. the game if, easier. If, like you know, Larkin was demanded to bring in this yeah. style. Like he hasn't had a whole lot of time to work with I, the core. No, player. no, and that's. Yeah. A, I
2: think that's completely valid. By the way, like you would have to. Question like I don't think they
1: had a single was it against Lenz they didn't have a single three pass
2: play in the Mm. whole game
1: yeah
2: Yeah, well like sorry that's look that that's not good Mm. but like you can all you help you can help that by kicking well Mm. you help you help the passing game by kicking well. You know, you do, and you, ha- like, you have to have a little bit of time to be able to, to do these things. In modern-day defence, you know, you need to figure out ways where you can get the defence in the back foot so you actually get time to throw that third pass. Like, most teams are trying to get you to stop on the second with line speed, um, and they're just going to leave extra numbers out wide. But what does that do? That leaves you opportunities to cross-field kick, grubber in behind, uh, you know, find corners, lots of things like that. These things will help, but all I see, the only person I see consistently kicking well for Munster is actually Conor Murray. I think most teams are defending that quite well. So I think that combination of that and a little bit of forward interplay they need to figure something out there. They, there's something that's lacking that's not... and Because they have the players. I, I'm I, I'm convinced. I know Keynes is a few guys and I, I agree to a certain extent of a few people once the front line guys are out that's and they're down numbers. About, yeah. But once they have their full team out, there's no way the Munster team doesn't have the quality yeah. to beat anyone on their on their day. I, I, I firmly believe that. I just feel like they need to figure out a few little places in the game that help them implement this kind of broader structure in in, in the game and, and allow them to do more things and have more options
0: I think most people and the three of us sitting here are going to be realistic that this season was always going to be a tough one you look at you know you mentioned Larkham how late he came in Roundtree how late he came in the draw they got in the Champions Cup and like this is a lot of new ideas so I don't think it's it, I don't think anyone's kicking Munster while they're down but I just think there's certain areas like you know winning collisions I heard um Donegal Callaghan and Jerry Flannery, you know, were questioning players' hunger on air sport after the game the other night, which, you know, that's two like, legends of the province, like Jerry Flannery not even out there that long. And that will sting. I think that will sting the players when they hear people like that. It's all well and good. Someone like me or you, you Will, saying it, Luke might get away with it.
2: But that will sting. <laughs>
0: that will sting, guys, you know, having their hunger question. Alan Quinlan was coming out yesterday and saying similar. So I think it, it, this will require patience. But I just think that the players can do more, I think, you know. You probably want to see a few green shoots though, don't you? Exactly, I don't think there has been a green shoot. I mean, you, th- you look at someone like Shane Daly, I thought was very good mm-hmm. against good Ulster there. the other night. Finian Witcherly has been very good. You just get the impression that, if these guys were sort of playing, you know, in a Leinster team who was flying, they'd be flourishing even more. But they're being asked probably to do a lot more because Munster just
2: are in a rut at the moment. Remember, it's not that long ago that Leinster were struggling as well. So, like, I think, like, you can turn this
1: thing around mm. fairly quickly. What I it would it was the say same World Cup year as well, whereas yeah. similarly, like, the time spent with the key guys was yeah. lessened.
2: And look, they need some, look, I think as well, they like, we've probably been pretty gentle on the Irish guys. Like, they didn't have, it wasn't that long a World Cup campaign. Uh, they should be in great condition. Um, they've had the time to, like, they need to be having a big impact in there. Um, and I know they haven't had much time with the game plan, but I can't imagine it's overly, like, too complex. You don't hear that from, like, people talking about Larkham. You know, the way when Joe Schmidt came in, they always say, Jesus, oh, it's hard to kind of implement the game mm-hmm. plan so quickly because it's there's so much to remember and he and de- demands different things from me. You don't really hear that from, from Larkham. You hear he's a very good coach, but you don't hear that. So, I, my expectation was would be that those people who are the kind of senior guys, the better players, would be helping to create an environment where the younger players who are coming in are playing are are playing with players who are playing well, but playing better, and implementing a game plan quickly. Like they should be able to adapt to it a bit quicker, you know. So there's a few things that, like I, I would say, I'm not seeing enough green shoots. I think the defense is a worry, um, which I mentioned earlier. Um, I just thought some of it was really, really poor against Ulster. And Ulster are a good attacking side; they have some good weapons, but they're not that good. Um, and i think they made them look like superstars at times you know and it was very like basic stuff like as soon as i see teams going through the middle of you i'm just thinking you know, with one pass play, two pass play, like you're just thinking yeah, that's Ray poor. Was very poor yeah. yeah, like really, okay. really poor stuff. You know, you have to be like I don't remember. I always remember Munster teams being really, really tough and dogged, and really hard to
1: beat. Um, and they've had one of the best defensive records in Europe over the last two seasons. Since yeah, JD but I, I came in to be fair. I know.
2: Yeah, but th- I just think it's 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 <laughs> definitely uh, it, it'll be a concern for them. I think and Racing could really expose you. They have a few guys there like Teddy Tamar and these and these fellas like and Vakatawa particularly in the center. Like they're. Difficult to contain. You see him in the week, like the the some of the highlights. There, mm. they're so difficult. Like they could make you look really, really stupid. And that's my like when you look at where uh, Munster as well. The guys in the wing, if they don't have their top guys there, um, you know the you know the, whoever's on the other wing, um, you know to to Earlsy. You know that that'll be a concern for them. You know, is, it,
0: when's Conway? Is he? But they have, Munster have their press conference tomorrow, so we'll know more. then. Know but more, he, he's yeah. a doubt. I mean, they need him I, back. We, like, we talked a neck about,
1: injury. If he might not play.
0: And we talked about the out-half situation, and you know, the word is that like, again, we'll hear more tomorrow. But that Carbery could be out for three to four months, like mm. so that's his season over. Mm. So it's not a place you want to be going with a, a patched a wrist, up. Really, there's talking damaged ligaments in the wrists was what yeah, what supportive. Munster said. But he's probably lost surgery. an arm
1: knowing some of these rugby updates now. <laughs> yeah. They can change. that's <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize was that. Yeah. I was
2: wondering why, because usually like a break is usually like eight weeks. But um, mm. yeah, look, it's a concern. Like, do you know what I would say? I, I, like looking at and to to maybe to move on to something maybe a bit more positive. But the Leinster stuff. Look <laughs> at some of those young guys. Like you'd have to think. Like, is there an opportunity to raid? Like one of those guys. Like what about Like I, I every time I watch Frawley play. Yeah, he's a bowler. Oh, he's class. Yeah. I think he's and he's a tough Super nut as well. as well. Likes the like likes the contact. You know, decent kicker. I think his kicking stats have fallen off a little. They were very good when he when he started mm. off, but you'd expect that. to Great get Great ball, well. yeah, ball handler as well. Lovely ball handler. Good man. decision Super maker. Doesn't look flustered yeah. on the ball. Now Lencer are going forward all the time yeah, because yeah. their pack mm. are so good, and there's lots of guys who can ball play and you know beat a player. You know with footwork and not just you know bust them through gaps. And everyone's running good lines. But he looks bloody good, and like I, I don't know, someone like him. I, I, cause I just don't there, see where they have
1: a about it half. all injured, you know. Yeah, maybe it's just they're all. In, but are they
2: actually like? I I still don't think it's Joey's best position. Um, and I'm, and then behind him, I'm like, well who is there then like i thought if, i think if you had carby fu- sorry, sorry and he's always injured yeah. he, you cannot rely like Another i'm not, not being yeah, who knows if he you are, know he, yeah. like that's a really serious like yeah. he's come back from yeah. some really serious injuries you know like you'd have to you'd have to question whether he's going to be able to to i suppose uh you know last the pace and that it's just it's they're really tough injuries to come back from i'm not having a, a go at him but that's mm. that's the reality of the situation mm. he hasn't been available for a long time so can you rely on that not 100% that i'd be you know probably more like around 40 or 50% on that JJ, do they actually trust him? Do they actually trust him? I'm, I'm not sure they do. I, I, I really don't know if they do. I think they're playing in a few different positions here and there. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure that they do trust him. I think, like, and, and sorry, and in terms of maybe even back rowers coming in or, or forwards, maybe creating a little bit of depth on the, you know, on the roster if you like, whatever, you, whatever the, the the squad. Like, there's loads. Of, I'd be thinking like Munster is an unbelievable place to go and play. Like, I feel like there's a few guys they could. That, like it's a bit like Ulster I feel like they need to add a few more things in into the mix because once you go past Munster's first 15 you're kind of saying hmm
1: you know, yeah. do, how do they compare uh, with, Le- the, with the? Leinster heavyweights? now, Keane probably have three 15s of guys who are mm. you know. You, if you could mix guys around, you could probably have three equal in terms of talented of the team. Yeah, but you
2: look That's at even Ulster like, yeah. like
1: you've got the two props. We we were talking about we were
0: talking about, you know? we were talking about uh, uh, earlier on. Will I mean a year ago we were talking about Ulster's strength and depth, but a year ago you would have been kind of laughing at like Ulster's strength and depth, and all yeah. of a sudden that they look much more depth. But they but
2: but, got Marty Moore. It, they got Jack McGrath, and all of a sudden they look.
0: F- yeah, but, but like Leinster, Leinster's biggest problem at the moment is trying to keep all these guys happy. Now yeah. they've they have done a good job and we've actually spoken about it at length none of the first choice guys will ever leave Leinster because you know it's the exactly. it's, the, it's the best it's the best club in the world to be in but it's those kind of second tier guys I mean you look like someone like Will Connors now who's coming through in the Irish squad like Josh van der Fier yeah. isn't, isn't that old like I mean how is he going to exactly. get
1: Will Connors Ed Byrne Ross Maloney these are the mid-level guys who they've done very well to keep they're, they're yeah. serious players by the yeah. way I know they yeah, are but I'm saying Lancashire have yeah. done very well to keep yeah. hold of these guys because they it, will be it, big it, names at, like a, a club in England you know say they'd be starting for a good primary. but we're club. starting
0: to see more and more of those kind of guys you know looking elsewhere you look at Ulster now; how attractive that becomes. Munster will always be an attractive place, and I think even we were talking about the loan system. I think the last time I was in here, probably back in November, October, 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 late October, when like you know Connacht were down locks, and I was saying that like Ryan yeah. Baird could be a good well, man to go. To well, it's the same like, thing now with yeah, Connacht, that, you know. but that's what I mean. Like you, you know, we could be using this a bit better, but Leinster will hate you know t- 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 to hear you saying oh, that. And I know because um, the worst part is
2: Leo. Like, will I, like if when I see him now, he'd be absolutely.
0: I'm always asking I him about it too. I'm always asking him about it too, so he probably hates me too. But I. I mean it, it, it's a sign of their success and how well they're doing and you know I was at the Leinster press conference yesterday and it was very interesting to hear Stuart Lancaster talking about how how they actually juggle that behind the scenes and he was gave a really good example that uh, yesterday morning he did the review session of the Connacht game and there was whatever 40, 40 guys were involved all the academy staff are involved in the review as well so 40 guys you think the 23 uh, only played the game and then Apparently some of the younger Academy lads probably in year one who've never played for Leinster before couldn't make the review session. So he put on another one for them afterwards to make sure that lads who haven't even played for Leinster yet, you know, haven't even played yet are getting the same information that all the first teamers.
1: And even when you kind of, it's a very good article for anyone who hasn't read it. It's uh, on the independent website from yesterday's press conference. Uh, But do you explain a bit for people who haven't read it? He he also explained how he trains the Mm. team and just how, it might seem obvious to people who are aware of, but if, if you're not, it's actually quite interesting.
0: Yeah, it really is. And like this happens a lot when, kind of, going to short Lancaster press conference, he says stuff and you're like, jeez, that's so obvious. Like, how, like how, how did I think of that? Or why? Are, and maybe people are, other people are doing it. So basically... <laughs> um, he said there was 34 lads were training yesterday, which I presume is fairly a fairly standard number for a week like this, but that he rotates the 15s in and out constantly. So the team to play Leon this Sunday will be running together, but the focus won't be put on, like all be put on them. Uh, the other 15 who are running will be asked to do the exact same things and in reverse it won't just be holding tackle bags and pretending to be Leon they'll get a chance basically to run as Leinster as such so everyone feels involved that you're not just like a spare wheel you know standing there holding tackle bags and then he says that you know sometimes he makes shorter side of the games with uh, with 10 players aside, and basically it just keeps everyone involved and it keeps the younger guys you know gives the impression that yeah you do have a big role to play in here and it does seem very straightforward, but it's clearly working because you talk to any of the younger lads, and they absolutely love going into mm. those kind of sessions. Yeah. And it's it's fa- like I, I personally think it's fascinating. Now it could be some clubs could say, "Well, that's what we do too." But yeah, they, a, yeah, they have exactly. it down to a fine art. Exactly.
1: Even just him explaining it was interesting. Uh, yeah, as you say, it, it could be something that's done everywhere. Yeah. But I just found it interesting reading it from him. You mm-hmm. know, or hearing. I it. heard the
2: sessions are really good. Yeah, seriously.
1: Have. The feedback is like, I look, on a when people aren't talking to you, like when they're just
2: talking to yeah. me. Like they just think so highly of him. They just really, really like his set. Like they feel like he, you, know, you learn a lot from him. Um, you know, I don't. I wouldn't say he's like unbelievably close to it, with with anyone there um, in terms of the players. I'm sure there's a few of the lieutenants, but I think the feedback is that it's just. Yeah, and it's funny. Like it goes back to what your motivations are when you go into work in a place because yeah, it is work. Yeah. Um, you know, learning is such a big one. You know, I the, the, I suppose the point we're all I think interested in is at what point does, do you say, well, look, I've got the learning. I need to actually play the games now. I need mm. to play twenty games a season. I can't have ten, you know, ten, you know, seventy minutes or or sixty minutes where I'm half and or I'm given you know twenty minutes of this of the second half to someone else because they need to stay fresh and get warm and you know stay and, and and you know stay involved. Um, and I'm not getting enough kind of of the of the big games. I'm either sitting on the bench or I am, you know maybe the 24th or 25th man at what point does that become untenable for you and yeah. you're saying well it's actually I'm getting all this learning and training but what am I actually getting out of it in the matches so it, that, that's the
1: challenge for them yeah because like for Will Connors for example like this is to be fair this is probably his kind of breakout season because he had oh, the ACL yeah. tear and he only came mm-hmm. out at the end of last season but he's arguably the form player or one of the top three, two or three form players Jeez, he was so good. still hasn't Connors. played a minute of European rugby yeah, it's and you know with Josh van der Fleer going so well too you know he'll likely start is there any, and Will Connors played all three games over Christmas. Is he going to be squeezed out of the next two weekends and, and still waiting for his European debut? He, he, the reality is, yes, he will. Like, let's call a spade a spade. He could play against Benetton.
0: To be yeah, okay, yeah. maybe. But yeah, I yeah. mean, if, if all things were equal and yeah, yeah, yeah. Leicester yeah. needed to win that game, no, then he yet, yes, he would have. But you, you look at, like, obviously Jack O'Nan and Dan Levy still have to come back into that team. But you look at Caelan Doris and um, Max Deegan. I mean, Caelan Dyrus has been brilliant and kind of nudged ahead there in that little battle and then Max Degan was sensational against Connacht and is, and, and is a class player and he's been on the scene a little bit longer but I feel like he's added like those nuts and bolts that were kind of missing his work right now is through the roof which that was a little thing I think that people were saying that he had to work on but how are all these guys going to fit into now? I, I suppose that the argument is: Will they all be fit at the same time? Probably, <laughs> probably. Pretty hard. like
2: all oh, like when you think of Will Connors and the, like and Josh Van der Fleer and there's mm. always one or two exactly. of those guys that be kind of out. But but, but like, you'd,
0: you'd hope that you'd hope that these guys have the ambition though that they don't. They're not happy, like you yeah. said, to to play bits and pieces here when it eventually comes to it because they're way too good. They're yeah. way way like too will good. Will Connors, to,
2: I mixed up the it, it was the monster game. He was brilliant. Yeah, oh, like yeah. he doesn't the, miss the, tackles at all. No, but he makes like <laughs> big ones. Was yeah, like, the double yeah Yeah. Yeah, with yeah, Sean, yeah. Sean Cronin yeah. like unbelievable. Um, yeah. But like you'd have to think someone like that could add some serious mm. value. A Dan kind of player, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Stan, but uh, but he, he I th- it was more like it was just he's smashing guys mm. and like it yeah. was a, it was at the end of like a twenty five phaser kind of job, wasn't it? He had yeah. the last two yeah, yeah, like and he'd been involved in a good few tackles I'd say that might have been his third or fourth tackle easily in the in the set, you know. Yeah. So like very impressive. So like it is a, it's a it's a big challenge for them, you know. And it's obviously a big talking point at the moment because they're playing so well, but. Yeah, look, it's still an interesting time for Leinster because, like, I, I still think you know, European Cup is what they're going to be the. That's going to be the deciding factor. 100%. We're all we're all if expecting. to don't win that exactly, if and if we're they don't all win expecting that. On that these, these players are don't
1: matter. Like, matter like, well, like, they don't matter. <laughs> My best is to win the first. <laughs> first and
2: that's foremost. the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but they, that, yeah, that's what they'll be judging. Like they won the league last year and they had the Champions Cup final. But was it a successful season? I don't know if they would say it was. Maybe they would. I don't think they would. Yeah, no. No. their standards are too high. Well. No yeah. way. I they think, think, they
2: think they. Do you know the funny thing? With, like we've talked. I've talked. i said this to you a few times, but talking to a few of the guys, they didn't feel that there was that big a difference between themselves and Saracens, and they all
1: still talk about it as well. Which is oh, clear, we had a few chances. Which and I was car. like, well, no, no, you didn't. I, you got absolutely
2: smashed. Well, no, <laughs> I was actually thinking
1: about this today, and I'm popping my head out in the car. I think they were both outplayed, but also if two moments had gone differently, I think they would have won.
2: No, but I think moment, both, I think they can both but you're be talking true. About it, I think sorry, they can but, both be true. To, no, because no, they can't. Because we're talking about. I, everyone always talk about moments, but like. If you have more of the moments, and Saracens had significantly
1: more of the moments. If, well, if McGrath, ki- the if McGrath the game, kicks the ball out at a half time, they're ten three up. If Reno's toes that pass instead of the second half, they score a try under the sticks. They
2: don't necessarily. That's not that's not a certainty, and, neither- and you should be able to defend the other one. Well, the McGrath one out. is definitely a certainty. It was in the red, like yeah, no, that's fine, right? But at the same time, like you know, he wasn't in a bad position to kick it either. That wasn't a bad decision. Uh, we don't. We're
1: not going back going. No, really. but I'm just <laughs> saying.
2: Sorry, if, we're, if you're going to talk about it, then you have to cover. It. I have to cover because I think there were there was there were like. Really outplayed in that one, and I actually thought there was a bit delusional. At all the time. So I thought at times. But I think they no were way. outplayed
1: following the ring, like the last half no, an hour. They, they were, were
2: hanging in there every time. They, the others were getting momentum every time they were on the ball. They were getting momentum. They looked at their defense was like they just
1: completely closed out Leinster. And the people say, "Oh, you're chasing the game," but they weren't chasing it by that much. No, sorry, no, Saracens deserve their win, but I do. Like there was two that huge moments, two huge moments better. in that match. That you know, <laughs> in any the case, others had way more moments. They were way better. Like, sorry, <laughs> the point is, Leinster will be
2: judged. On the end of the season so like look all these guys they look great against what well, a pretty crap opposition at the moment in in, in the pro 14 and um, you know like putting they're, they're putting like cricket scores on teams at the moment and it's pretty like it's pretty tower viewing, I think, you know, but everyone's going on the about next two, the next
1: two weeks won't be, won't, probably won't be great either. Yeah, be more the same. Sunday lunchtime against Leon. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah like, I'm not looking forward it. That could be, yeah. yeah. That, that could, that's going to be a but, sport, We'll move on, right. on to the party the game of the week Ulster Claremont, but Ulster in general, mm. Keane, you know, you had a piece today. Ulster guys who were coming into form, we mentioned Stuart McCluskey earlier, you know, th- there are two guys who could be new additions potentially to Andy Farrell's first team sheet.
0: Yeah, it's a, he's got a big decision to make. Um, we were talking about this earlier as well, and Will, uh, Lou kind of touched on it. I don't think Conor Murray's form has been as bad as a lot of people have made out. Just to, to make that point first, I think when you're such a world-class player, any drop in your in your own standards that you set for yourself is far more noticeable than if you're sort of b- above-average player and dropping to average standard, if that makes sense. Um
2: Remember, all but the notoriety goes to the, the up-and-comer.
0: Of course, absolutely. Yeah. And everyone wants the shiny new thing. The 29-year-old up-and-comer. Yeah, be exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and,
2: and, and I'm as guilty
0: as, as anyone, you know, wanting the shiny new thing. But <coughs> I just feel like Cooney is, like he's playing so well. And I think if he didn't, presuming he keeps up the form over the next couple of weeks, which you'd imagine he will. I just think it would send out such a negative message to other players that if you're not picking, he's arguably the form player in Europe, let alone Scrum yeah. Half. Like he's, there's no other player in Europe having as big an impact on their team as John Cooney right now. And while you can argue the merits of you know, the Conor Murray battle, I just think it sends out a bad message. It's, it, like, it was one of Joe Schmidt's flaws in the end, especially at the World Cup. Guys, guys who had done the business in the past were picked. And if we're turning over a new leaf and you're going back to the same old, same old, I just don't think that sends out a good message to guys who are busting a gut trying to get in like your, your likes of Cooney.
2: Agreed, yeah. Um, I still don't think I'm ready to, to let go of the Murray thing. Uh, I think he had a few patchy ones when he came back from the World Cup. He was very slow getting the ball out, very laboured, uh, I thought, but he, he actually looked really good, I thought, uh, at times up in, uh, up in Raven. And he's actually looking pretty sharp to me. And I, I think he's. Sometimes you just get into a rut, you know, not a rut, but you're just I don't know for whatever reason, and especially when the team is struggling, you know, um, there can be a, you're trying to cam, you're trying to make it a bit about you, you know, because you know he has been kicking the ball quite a lot. He's been such a focal point for the team for such a long for such a long time. But actually, the scrum half's job is first and foremost just to facilitate the team's shape, you know, just to keep feeding players. Um, so I, I just I think he's he's kind of gone back to basics a little bit, and I think he looks really really good. Uh, I mean, the pass for the try, he, was, he did really well for the try. Didn't yeah, he? it was really yeah, really was nice bit of play. Yeah. So, like, look, I think. So you're uh, not ready to say. I'm not ready to say style. that. No, because I think I just I look. I'm a big Conor Murray fan. I always feel like in the big games, but, but what more could Cooney? Sorry, no, that, and yeah. that's and that's completely fair, and I get that. Um, he's playing in a team that's playing better. At some point, see, I think international rugby is a little bit different than. Then, like, you can't just pick on who, well, like, what team is playing well. You have to just look at the players on their own. Like, what? How do they? How do they stack up? I, I'm not saying I wouldn't pick Cooney. By the way, I'm just yeah. saying I'm not ready to just to to, to what, would be, what would he?
1: Be, what would he be missing at this stage to, to warrant an international start?
2: A time in there. That's the only thing. So well, do how you, does he
1: get it then? If he's not, I don't know. Yeah,
2: that's a real challenge. I'd so someone's got to some someone's got to take a risk. Like, yeah. you know, uh, now the only the only thing that's probably in his favor is. You know, you probably want to get someone like that into the, you know, into the lineup earlier because I think his age profile is a little bit better, but he's still going to be. What's he? You said he's twenty. He's only a
1: couple of months younger than Murray. Yeah, yeah like so. they're but both the their age, age profile right? isn't great, yeah. but, no? but he, he has he
0: has been in around the squad. Like he just didn't play in the World Cup. He one played a lot games, of the but Six he, Nations he, off the bench. And he, he played three or four yeah, times, and he was in. He did the whole preseason. He did. Yeah, exactly. Um I, nice I, agree, like, I agree. I agree. I like with Luke. I, like I'm not riding Conor Murray off at all, but I think maybe it could be a blessing in disguise if he if he got if Cooney started and Murray was on the bench for the Six Nations opener. Then of course you're forgetting like someone like Luke. McGrath's playing well but Conor Murray has been so used to you know his place has been guaranteed because he's been one of if not the best scrum half in the world and we saw it in um, after the Leon game Leo Cullen dropped Luke McGrath like Luke McGrath didn't play James Gibson Park came in that never happens in Munster because they don't have like anyone good enough now you could argue that Albie Matheson was doing the job but they haven't had a scrum half good enough to be putting pressure on him and you never know there could be a blessing in disguise but Cooney will have the issue that Luke's right. International rugby is very different. He's not going to be the main man like he's the playmaker up in Ulster. That's not going. To, I wouldn't imagine that would be the same. And then if well, him and Saxony, like yeah. that, like like that's different. He's print, not going to be the yeah. goal kicker. And it is kind of easier when you know he's kicking all these goals. It's very easy to kind of stand out from the rest. That won't happen.
2: Uh, if he's playing for Ireland, so, so it comes down he, to your passing and your kicking from the you know around the. Yeah, and I do, and, and, I do and I do still
0: think Conor Murray is a better box kicker and he's a better defender than John Cooney.
2: But the defending thing is up for debate. Wait, wait. He's a great reader of the game. Conor Murray is an unbelievable reader yeah. of the game. He, he do you ever see him in chip spaces? Mm. Like he's brilliant. Like he's always there. He's like especially because international rugby is a little bit different than the other. So you can kind of get away with just kind of pure effort yeah. um, in inter, in kind of the interpros. You know, it just—it all happens. You're playing against the best athletes. It all happens quicker. And um, the game—if you're—if you're—if you take it all for half a second, and you're out of position. You get really punished. Conor Murray never does that for me. He's brilliant at covering. Um, it's a real underrated part of his game. I'm not saying. I, I think Cooney. I mean, look, you think of the tackle against Quins. Mm. Like, mean, he's had some yeah, his unbelievable. Defense is, I think, his defense no, no, is no, actually yeah, excellent. It is, yet. but I
0: just think Conor Murray. Like he's Luke a bigger said, man. He he's a bigger the man and, that helps an international. And that was, that was the thing that Joe Schmidt had pointed to Cooney that his defense was good and it didn't go down what? too well. two weeks ago, uh, yeah, Yeah, here, yeah. yeah. Uh, so look, it's a, it's a huge decision, but I just go back to my original point. I just think it doesn't send out a great message to guys who were busting a gut and who were informed if you're going back to the same thing of playing guys on reputation. And
1: I think it would do Conor Murray no harm to just on the bench for one or two weeks to to maybe refocus him and to maybe get him back firing again.
2: No, look, they're all good points. Don't disagree, but I just would say I can feel the tide turning against a guy who's just been um, like one of the best players in the world for for quite a while and is still quality. I think he had a little bit of a dip, but I I don't think the Irish team is playing very well. I don't think the Munster team is playing very well. And I just know it's really, really difficult to play well when the team is struggling. As a as a halfback, it's just it's a different game for you. Like every single decision you have is you know it's just under pressure.
1: But well, Was one of the reasons the team was struggling?
2: Not because he was playing bad. I don't think so. I no, don't, I don't, I'm I'm less way less convinced that that was an issue uh, okay. than um, um than, than the team. I, I think like they're they're kind of a function of the team more often. Like look, if they're have, if they're playing badly, that's fine. But I just didn't see that. I didn't see Conor Murray being the reason why Ireland weren't playing well. I really believed that. I thought there was a lot of other guys there that that were kind of... He was picking the wrong guys in a few different positions. But then it's even since he's come back, some of his performances from Munster haven't. Like, well, you could same, probably make the same argument. I actually think he looks very sharp the last while. I think he's, he's gone he back going, to the, and I, I the I basics not, of a game. I'm not, not convinced
0: the tide is turning against Conor and That's certainly not what I'm doing. I'm not against I'm him, him, but I'm it's no, just. No, yeah, should but, no, but, no, but. Exactly. Yeah, that's. But I think. that's But I think it's different when a guy is earning it on merit. You're not calling for a guy to be dropped because there's another guy playing the same. There's a guy who's playing. attacking him. Exactly. There's a
1: he's a European player of the year nominee exactly the stage, there's
0: like, a guy you know. playing out of his skin yeah. who merits the chance and I think that's what the focus should be on rather than kind of Murray's form and yeah, yeah. just
1: to move on to the other uh, also guy going well McCluskey who's been I don't know if he's been a pol- he was certainly a polarizing figure for Joe Schmidt like he played he's only had three Ireland caps um, it does appear that he kind of coloured himself in a game over
2: in England I yeah. think but I was actually over in Twickenham watching the game he played and he didn't do that badly. He made one or two kind
1: of sloppy mistakes. There's a couple of loose but offloads yeah, and that became, yeah. then it became the most Majo's seized upon performance I'd say of any career like I've ever seen. Yeah,
2: yeah, no 100% because he's actually been really solid for, for Ulster. He's been a real talisman there. It's so nice to have a big first centre in there that can kind of play. You know, he can ball play as well but it makes such a difference because you know, like if you're a 10, if you're Billy Burns there or your John Cooney or whatever, you can just flick one out to him from you know, you know, like he, he can be your focal point. It's a great play. And and he's he's he adds a lot of value around the pitch as well. I, I thought he had a few great turnovers as well against Munster. He was kind of himself and start, They were lifting guys over the touch. Like just it was throwing the weight around. The weight was having a big impact. Plus his ball playing he looked good mm-hmm. he looked really solid didn't try it in too, too fancy like the offloading thing yeah it's a real strength for his game but he's not going to be able to do that in international rugby as much unless he really dominates the contact it, it'll be on for you then but defenders are generally better they're bigger they're faster they're in better positions so it's probably they're not going to be on as much so you just need to make sure that you're really you're, the, the basics of like you need to create the situation where you're going to have high percentage offloads in international rugby I think he, that, that's a learning curve for him it'd be harsh to, do, like, to say he's not able to do that because he's only he's played so little there but I'd love to see him give an opportunity I think he's he's an Irish guy uh, come up through the system been very good for a long time I think he was probably coloured himself badly with Joe Schmidt um, in the early part of his uh, of his whatever career Um, I think he's a guy who has to be in he ha- he's so important for Ulster, and they've been playing very well.
0: Yeah, it goes back to the point about John Cooney. Like, if you want to reward guys in form, like, what yeah. more does he have to do to to get a chance? So just on the offloading thing, I think he's picking and choosing his moments much smarter yeah, now. Yeah. I think he knows that he can't just throw the loose ones. He threw a couple against Munster that were you know, if Sonny Bill Williams does it, everyone is going to be talking about it. You know, he's added little kicks to his game. I think he's benefited as well from playing with Luke Marshall. The two of them have a really good they understanding, yeah, and yeah. Luke Mar- Marshall has had so many bad injuries, but I think they have a really good balance to them. Um, He's taken loads of the heat off Marcel Cootsilla as well, which is a massive yeah, reason I think yeah, why Ulster are yeah. playing so well. Well, it's funny
1: the way people are talking about McCluskey now, and uh, you just said it there about how he's maybe changed his game. And this is another thing we chatted about earlier. Mm. Like I don't necessarily like I've seen him play a lot. He's been playing consistently well for yeah. Ulster for a, many, a yeah, lot of A lot of years. He's time. picked up a couple of you know player of the year awards up there. It's just that one like Joe Schmidt did not like him and never picked him, so people just kind of maybe didn't notice him as enough or, or pay enough. Like he's been playing really good yeah. rugby for years, I thought yeah. for us. I don't know if he's saying, something like, happened, like Joe chose like it's the same with Kinda of Cooney
2: as well because Joe did not like Cooney in um, in Leinster. Um, you know, I, I think I, I, it happened a lot in training. He used to go, he used to really dig into him at training. Um, you know, for getting maybe getting stuff wrong or not being used to the game plan or not knowing the game plan, like things that would be difficult for you to adapt to. Particularly at nine, he'd be asking huge amounts from you. Like you know, guys probably easy enough for the guys like Rowan Reddens like. Like ridiculously bright, bright fella, mm. like Isaac Boss, seasoned veteran, got on well with the coach, but he'd be used to those things. I think that was challenging for young guys coming in, uh, and I think Cooney probably found that difficult to adapt to. And I, I think he was a guy who was definitely coloured by Joe as well. And look, we have to say Luke McGrath actually had been playing very, very well at the end of last season. He was superb, I thought. Um, so there was that aspect to it. Um, but uh, look, you'd hope these guys get a fresh leaf now with with, with Andy Farrell, and he's not going kind to of coloured by the view that probably would have been expressed as to why they weren't getting selected or why they weren't being considered for the World Cup you hope he just brushes all that aside and say, look I've got new coaches I've got my cat here I've got whoever You know, these people are gonna, we're going to come to a new conclusion where everyone starts with it with a clean slate So, um, because I think based on form they look like guys who
1: um, should be very very close to getting into that starting 15 yeah. not just being in the squad Well it's interesting you mentioned the new leaf uh, because you know Dave Carney was talking about that, I mm. presume it was in reference to the brief stock take that Annie Farrell did when he was like In reference to maybe the new style, he was like, you know, not every player enjoyed being kind of ruthlessly scrutinized for every small mistake, and some people are maybe enjoying a little more leeway when it comes to the environment or the atmosphere in camp. See how that, See, how, see how if that changes, if they yeah, lose a few. Yeah, because it's
0: funny, because we're, we're starting to hear more and more from the Irish players now since they obviously had the, the stock take, even though that's a terrible terrible name for it, isn't it. Like Jordan Larmer was up yesterday speaking about it too. And of course, everyone's going to speak about how fresh and, and how exciting it is. But yeah, in fairness, like Dave Carney's another guy who's you know really reinvented himself again. And he's put himself right back in to the Six Nations window on his form too. But yeah, I, I agree with Luke. I, you'd hope, and I think Andy Farrell will, He's a smart guy. Like he's he's not immune to hearing what's been going on, you know, what people have been saying. I think he will give players, you know, that kind of clean slate because, you know, for too long Ireland have kind of been stuck in in the same thing and we saw like at the World Cup how it came unstuck. So if you're going into a Six Nations campaign, you wanna see, you know, the team being a little bit different. There's no point in having a similar team to the one that lost against that quarterfinal against New Zealand. You wanna see a sprinkling of young players in the final squad. I know it was easy to have them in the forty-five man uh a squad over Christmas but you, it would be great to see you know Ronan Keller Caelan Dorris and Max Egan these kind of guys who ultimately are going to be the players in four years and while I'm not getting obsessed with four year cycle again that is ultimately the goal Yeah, let's pack
1: that for yeah. the moment uh, just before we Jeez, I yeah. just four year cycle I can't be impatient. dealing with that it's, it's, the, it's, it's the first having part having of okay? the new year of uh, three four years oh, I wasn't going to go too much yeah. further, I, I just much can't tell you but just before we finish up Connacht obviously had a tough period over Christmas three defeats you know, ravaged by injuries now they have Toulouse coming to town. One benefit is that they do have nine players coming back, you know, Bundy Aki, Ulton DeLand, Jack Cardy, Jared Butler, Colby Fanninger. Like some of their key men are yeah. available this weekend at least. But they still have a chance, an outside chance of getting into the quarterfinals, albeit, you know, you'd have to say slim enough. But it's been. Do they need five points with? Yeah, they would. Like would they, uh, yeah. two victories without bonus points would lead them on 16, which wouldn't be no, enough. You need, so yeah, yeah, you'd yeah, need yeah, at least enough, one bonus. Sorry. But it's it's been a tough couple of weeks. Like Andy Friend after the Leinster game, you know. Was kind of trying to put a brave face on it, but at the same time, like they're down to their bare bones. Yeah,
2: look, it's been a really challenging thing for him. Uh, look, the feedback on him has been pretty positive so far, but that's been a difficult period for them. Um, and yeah, I like, look, <laughs> their resources are just—they're not like Lenser where they can—they can show up, they can have ten, like whatever. They got to ten or is there probably a ten or eleven kind of key guys out? Yeah, more. Yeah, there's maybe more. Is there like so? You can't have that in Connacht. You know, you need to keep the guys, or you have to keep the guys fit. But you, you need to have those people available to you to get any kind of consistency because they're just not going to have thirty or forty guys that they can really pick from that are at the level like like a Leinster. So um, I can kind of I can empathise with them um, in terms of trying to put a brave face on, say the likes of the RDS performance because um, that was pretty embarrassing to be honest with you. So um, you no, know, look, they move on, clean slate, lots of guys back, and you think. Yeah, they can turn them over. Toulouse won't like it up there. If it's wet and windy, um, even better. But does that allow them to get the five points? That'll be difficult to say. Um and it probably looks like a big ass, particularly with lots of guys coming back, because like where are you gonna get if you're gonna get four tries against Toulouse, you're probably thinking you're gonna have to get a few of them in the last couple of minutes. If you have lots of guys coming back, you know, from big layoffs. You know, it might be a challenge for those guys in that period. So uh, that looks like a big ask to get themselves into contention um, to to get through. But to get a win, that's not beyond them. Yeah, Absolutely. Even, and even just to
0: get a bit of confidence
2: back into the squad after three kind of tough defeats.
0: Yeah, and it looks like Jack Harty will obviously start. Conor Fitzgerald got that. It actually looked like a very bad injury, but the reports today were, were thankfully that it wasn't as bad as it looked weeks so, rather than months. Yeah, exactly. Which is great because it looked like a really, really serious injury. A young guy who was flying. But mm. so yeah, it's a big game for, for Jack Harty. You know, he's another guy who's come back and. I don't think his form has been as bad as people have made out either. I think, you know, he hasn't been playing well, fair enough. But um, he's a guy that's due a b- big game. Um, I think the problem is... He that needs a big game. He needs a big game, yeah. Well, with Carver, injured six now. Six and around the corner. He's, me, he, the, yeah. he's had a, you know, a bit of time off. Um, and he's, he's a good player. I mean, I think he's got it in him to bounce back. You know, having Bundy outside of him back as well, that'll be a huge help. But I think the problem is that, you know, the sort of the things you'd say about Toulouse in the past, you know, travelling away... They've looked seriously good in Europe. They really want that fifth. They really want that fifth star. I think they're going to put a huge emphasis on um, yeah,
1: especially after winning the top fourteen last year. as Well, they're they're
0: seventh at the moment. I know top fourteen is a bit of a bananas table at the moment, but they're they're down in seventh. They lost against Stad last weekend. I think they're putting a big focus on uh, probably like racing. Actually, a big focus on Europe, which I think makes them. Even dangerous, more dangerous yeah. than than what they were. They were actually they were poor enough at home against Connacht and Connacht kind of let them let them off the hook a bit. But yeah, they've, they've what is it nine players back you said, but it's still going to be a massive
2: ask yeah. against it's a, a Toulouse team who are I think all going players. It's it. just the size. It's, it's just the, the size power, that'll yeah. wear you down. Um, like if you've lots of guys coming back in. Um, particularly your back rowers, you know, those two guys coming back in, they're they're big, big players. Mm -hmm. And they've huge engines, but it'll take it out of them tackling those big guys. You'd think the last 15 minutes could be a real challenge for them, you know. So that's the first thing I think of when I think that. If the conditions are bad, which they generally are in the Mm -hmm. sports ground, um, you know, the weight and the power of the pack just could really tell, and they'd have a
1: strong bench with them. Just mm. not like undoubtedly a strong bench. So um, it's a big ask for for Connacht. not beyond them, but a big ask. We'll finish off with predictions, and we'll start with Connacht Toulouse. How do you see? Do you see them maybe getting a famous victory at the Sports No, I don't. I think they'll. I think just it's
2: not enough time to get guys back and in shape uh, to play such a big match. Um, however, I do think it'll be tight, but I think Toulouse by maybe five or six points or something like that. I wish I knew the weather because that makes such a big impact there mm-hmm. and there. But check yeah. the weather up and go. <laughs> <call it. laughs> you, you also like to know the teams before. Yeah. Make you can't. Yeah, can no, I like, like having the information. That's the whole point in, in
0: prediction. It helps
2: inform a decision, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Not?
0: <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I agree. I think um, like I mentioned, Toulouse are you know all guns blazing for for Europe. Um, I think Connacht are kind of in a situation like Munster in that they probably have to be looking at the Pro 14 now as well and probably playing the long game. So yeah, yeah I think it'll be tough, but probably not. Well, hopefully not a. a a huge win for Toulouse
1: a cloud with rain emoji but 12 degrees Celsius at, uh, at the peak balmy so you know balmy balmy <laughs> kind of you know, raining at the same Toulouse time. will love that yeah, you know, yeah <laughs> 12 yeah. is lovely for them yeah, yeah they all so, have the gloves on <laughs> yeah. so Leinster-Leon like it's at, like should uh, you should yeah, get the, should the margin, uh, margin, margin. the margin
2: oh jeez I hate saying that because <laughs> I'm still I've still got a little bit of the blue blood in there somewhere but um, I like you're talking 25 points yeah uh, I think I wonder what the spread is. The right?
1: only I guess thing of interest is you know they need that bonus point to make sure they're in that top 2 mm. looking towards the semi-final. I think Lancaster said that as well like it's in there that's is still p- something to oh, play for which makes it but, even worse yeah, so exactly. that's what you're kind that's of saying. It, more, the it could be more points. than 25 yeah. points. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it'll be massive Leinster win, I think. Yeah, okay. Ulster Claremont Keane. or Claremont Ulster. Oh. God,
0: that yeah, that, that I can't there. wait to watch that. Yeah, I I think Claremont will sneak it just because they're so tough to beat at home. But yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if Ulster turn them over the form that they're in. They've got Cootsia back this week, Jordy Murphy back this week, so. Yeah. I think it'll be tight, but they're very tough to beat at home. And it would
1: really throw the tournament. Not throw the tournament wide open, because obviously Leinster would still be up. But in terms of the, the final make-up, mm. like Ulster could potentially be hosting a game in Kingspan where they're very, very yeah. good. Like, So that would really be yeah. a, a bit of injury, but you, you're think, sighing. No, they're going to beat them. Definitely. You think Ulster will win? No, okay. Claremont are going to win well. <laughs> I think nice they'll Win yeah. well.
2: I think yeah. they'll beat them well there, yeah. Even with Ulster's good form? Yeah. They'll have too much for them. Okay.
0: Yeah. They owed them one after yeah. Kingspan as well. They've they were really up for and it. Yeah. They were and they were a disgrace. I was at that game. They were disgrace. They still got a losing ball Yeah, foot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that was
2: that was down to yeah. Ulster's <laughs> lack of not putting them away. I think they're they're a better team than Ulster currently. i I think Ulster will. I, I still feel like they're just a little bit off winning something. Would be my view. Yeah. Um. And I think Claremont are kind of closer to being a team that are, that are going to win something. I feel they're better. I think they'll be really good at home. Um.
1: Those are old, but I'm not sure they're great travellers, to be honest. Okay, then the big one, Munster asking, uh to to give a bit of context, Rory O'Connor, before we came on, I was very bullish about Munster's chances. I don't want to kind of... You know, talk at a school here I but think we talked him down a bit though. Didn't we? something was well you did you were so negative <laughs> uh, like, it's,
0: it's not that I'm negative I just like so my whole thing of last year or, or learning learning from last year because I'm all about the learnings yeah. new year yeah. was that like form you thought yeah. Ireland were going to be the Obelix I didn't I didn't <laughs> I bought into having been over in Japan I bought into what was going on but I never predicted that Ireland were going because no. it was in the paper oh, big roll. <laughs> exclusive on the left in, wing it was in the paper <laughs> I had, Steve Redgrave I had, over here I definitely didn't have the margin but I, I definitely had the all black sound but I, yeah so I, I've made a conscious decision to like not go on sort of like you what know, yeah. yeah. no, 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 the players are telling you yeah not get on the bandwagon but like Munster are great in Europe yeah but there's no evidence to, let s- to suggest talk, yeah. no yeah, evidence let the data talk there's no evidence information <laughs> inform <laughs> the decision yeah
2: <laughs> right, team of eggheads give oh. you the <laughs> so ridiculing me oh. for wanting more information unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable this lad <laughs> I'm glad you turned over a new leaf for the new <laughs> yeah, year.
0: And that all is that. New, yeah. new year, new me. But yeah, for that for that reason, I just I I, I haven't seen enough from Munster to suggest that they can go to Racing uh, and win. As flaky as Racing can be, I just think they're a serious outfit. Uh, like I mentioned, I think they've got big plans to with Europe as well. And with all the problems we mentioned with Carby etc I just find it very difficult to see how
2: Munster can. Make I did it. miss someone like like Ty Byrne would be big for them over there. Like th- that, that's a bit of a loss for them, mm. um, you know. And Joey Carby is like wherever you play him, he's going to be a loss. Mm. You you know and he can create something for you um, and like you kind of want big game players away from home that's why they're big game players is because they're they produce away from home not just in Town Park so uh, I think that, that looks like a really challenge. And as I mentioned, I think the, the challenge for them defensively is just going to be, it, it's going to be probably too big for them, I think. It's a fast track uh, racing Like, you know, Teddy Tomat is on fire. Like, he's just so difficult to contain. I just can't see them containing him for, for, for 80 minutes. And Vacateau in the centre will cause problems for them as well. So, um,
1: yeah, I, I just, I, I can't see I can't see Munster winning that one. Well, either way, it's said to be a fascinating weekend. Luke Keane, thanks for joining me for the first Left Wing of 2020. Thank you very much, Will. Sorry, that was a bit of a delay, a bit of an <laughs> yeah. awkward pause there. Yeah, no, great sign-off. Looking yeah. back at two blank <laughs> way, faces way
2: there. <laughs> way, <laughs> way, to, way, to, way to start us off on a, on, on a positive note, Will, given all Kean's negativity, <laughs> my God. <yeah. laughs> no, thanks.
1: And that's all we have time from the left wing this week. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week to review all the European action. And in the meantime, you could subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thank you for listening and goodbye.